0: sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh god almighty <laughs> that came of nowhere. if I'd have known that was coming I'd have tried to do something about it <laughs> well, <laughs> just got an episode of, oh I've split Molly lip even more <laughs> fucking
1: hell
2: then there's become becomes oh. the part of editing of how much do we leave in <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry everyone if that burp stayed
3: in <laughs> Well, we haven't even started yet. So I haven't even start.
2: done the intro yet. Yeah, yeah. What a it, classy cold open!
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh God. Okay, I'm I'm fine. It's fine. You're, fine. You're good. We're fine. This is fine. It's all fine. Okay. A couple of seconds, and then I'll do the intro. One and a happy new episode of Never Seen. This is episode seven. We are the podcast where we watch the films missing from our filmographies, those glaring gaps in our film education, the classic or immortal movies people are shocked you've never seen. My name is Jenny. I'm your host. And joining me are my two bestest friends, my co-host, the lovely Stacey. All right, (laughs) gov. And the ever-lovely
3: Lee.
1: Hey! Ya. Hey, it's a different <laughs> one. Hey!
3: It's uh, you know I need to write this stuff down. I don't know what I'm going to say. Oh, All yeah. or, or, or I think now is just don't say hello. <laughs> don't say hello.
0: It was a very similar cadence though, so I'm I'm yeah. still not. You, you you still need to branch out from that. I feel, but <laughs> yeah. Okay.
3: I'll just wave next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: will work really well because not even we have video on to watch each other. <laughs>
0: It's a good job because I've just been sitting here with a bloody tissue on my lip. (laughs) just dealing with a split lip whilst you guys keep making me piss myself laughing. (laughs) Hey, that's
2: what friends are for. I'll have you know. So (laughs) this month's movie that we all watched, Lee, it was your choice. Remind us what it was.
3: It's uh, Plant of the Apes from 1968. It was a film. OK, so I'll give you, I'll give you my introduction, my movie drama introduction. Shall
1: Excellent. I?
2: I
3: can take a drink while you do that. Go for it. OK, lay off the whiskey. But there you go. Uh, OK, so Planet of the Apes, 1968, um, directed by Franklin J. Schaffner, uh, written by Rod Serling and Michael Wilson, based on La Planète de Sage by Pierre Bourle. Starring Charlton Heston, Roderick Dell, Kim Hunter, Morris Evans, James Whitmore and Linda Harrison um, This Funny enough, this came, this movie was released the same day as 2001 A Space Odyssey oh, Which is a really yeah. kind of, yeah So we have two classic science fiction films released on the same day Particularly at that time when science fiction wasn't particularly trendy. Or okay,
2: so, interrupting your intro for the momento, but this does explain why there's a scene I keep seeing from 2000, I think,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that I get confused by with Planet of the Apes, because there's a really weird thing in 2000 where I see, like, it looks like a gorilla or something smashing the shit yeah. out of a bone. Yeah, yeah. I get very confused for a moment when that happens. I mean, I haven't even watched a movie and I'm like, am I still seeing clips from Space Odyssey
3: or
1: whatever?
3: <laughs> it, it is quite it's quite interesting. I mean, I, I, you know, I've been telling you for years that I want to do this podcast of my own about the science fiction films of the 70s mm-hmm. set between 1968. When 2001 at Space Odyssey and Planet of the Apes released, and Star Wars, because there's a whole little weird little pocket era of science fiction movies there. Yeah, but it, but it's it's very strange that you have at the end of the sixties you had these two classic movies that couldn't be more different, yet both have monkeys in them. Mm. It, it's like yeah, <laughs> okay, but um. But yeah, so I, d- I don't know where that comes from. But yeah, so yeah. anyway, so...
2: Okay, continue. Yeah, sorry.
3: Yeah. So it's it. if you've never seen it, and you should probably see it before you listen to this because we're going to spoil the crap out of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, although it has probably the most famous plot twist in cinema history. I don't even know if any people who've not seen it know. Well, I can ask you in a minute whether you knew the plot twist before you've seen the film.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to when we get to that bit because I have thoughts.
3: Okay. So... Um, <laughs> You, where was I? <laughs> so
2: it came where out the it? same year as 2001, oh, yeah, so which I recognise yeah, I was born
3: in 2000. Um, based on uh, uh, the film by Pierre, uh, the book by uh, Pierre Boulle, who wrote the book of Bridge Over the River Kwai, which later became a film Bridge on the River Kwai. Um, Michael Wilson wrote both, did the screenplays for both. Now, he's quite interesting in that he was blacklisted in the 50s as a communist, uh, oh. and he was, uh, he, he was um, called in front of the, the HUAC, the uh, yeah. House of American Activities so Commission. So was he,
2: was he one of the Hollywood Ten?
3: So or? I don't know if he was one of the Hollywood Ten. I think okay. the Hollywood Ten quite famous
2: yeah.
3: actors, if I'm thinking right. I can't oh, that's remember. true. No, uh, but, it, but he, was, he was blacklisted anyway, and he moved to France, I think it was, and started working, uh, writing um, anonymously. Um, so, for example, he won an Oscar for his screenplay. He and another writer won that won an Oscar for the screenplay for uh, Bridge on the River Kwai, mm. and it was credited to Pierre Boulle, although he didn't write the screenplay because they were blacklisted in uh, in the states. Mm. Now what's particularly interesting about him writing the screenplay for Planet of the Apes is he brought a lot of it there's a scene later in the film um, where uh Taylor Chilton Hessen's character is kind of put on trial in front of a kind of a jumped up kind of tribunal that echoes very much the the yes. Hoop hearings. Yes. Uh so I I feel like he was properly writing from his own experience there. Um but yes, yeah, skipping ahead, my personal experience of Planet of the Apes is I saw it when I was about, I guess, eight or nine, ten, something like that. When I was into science fiction as a kid, so it would have been after I saw Star Wars. I saw it on TV. I watched it with my dad, and he blew the twist ending within five minutes.
1: <laughs> well done, <laughs> he, dad. He's actually. He oh,
3: his pocket synopsis was, oh, it's about some astronauts who travel to a planet that's populated by apes. And it's really Earth all along. Brilliant. Uh, really? so, really? Okay. Now, when, you, when you're nine, that doesn't, that, you know, that kind of spoiler doesn't really register. Mm-hmm. But you think, what a way to introduce a movie. So, so, yeah, so it's always been part of my kind of film history, my film education Um. It's one of my, to- again, it's one of my top ten favourite films. I think it's, it's a brilliant piece of work. Um, it, it, it gets off to a really good start for me because it's got a crashing spaceship. And, you know, a crashing spaceship is always a good way to start a movie for me. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't go much, you can't go wrong just, just
2: just straight off they were like in a really shit situation they crashed they got no way to get home yeah. unless there happens to be like another spacecraft or the crash landing hasn't destroyed the craft and they
3: can fix yeah. it so yeah so I, I do i do like a crossing spaceship okay so so let me ask you now so neither of you had seen it is that right
2: no i hadn't correct seen it. yeah
3: okay so um yeah so so Jenny, if you podcast, a so I'll let you go first and watch what's?
2: well, so no i had I'd never seen it um obviously, I'd seen some of like the famous Stills and stuff from it, mm-hmm. and I vaguely remember I think it might have been channel Four used to screen the t v series mm-hmm. um I don't know like on Saturday mornings or something. I never watched it because I was never really interested in it yeah um I did find it an interesting film. Until it got to a point where I just got bored.
1: Okay. You know, was just,
2: which was somewhere...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we done our video on, because I cannot imagine Lee has a very happy face on right now. Fingers the thing is... He's
3: right, pleased over the end call button. Okay.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing,
2: right? It started out so strong, and I was really into it, and I was really enjoying it. I thought Charlton Heston's character, Taylor, was complete cock. I don't like him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such an ass, especially to his uh, crewmate, who he's always like needling and having a go at. And I'm like, mate, stop being a dick. What's the point? Don't be a twat, you know. Um, but I, I mean, I really like the style of it. I got confused though, right? Because I am a, I was trying to figure out so. We know when the film was made, but when was it set when they were leaving? Because the counter like Back to the Future on his um, Mm. console on the ship was like 20, the year 23 something or other.
3: Yeah, it was set in it. Yeah, it was made in 67 and it was set a few years ahead of that. So it was something like
2: 1973. Right. When they left. Okay. so this is what I could not comprehend because I didn't see like 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 a. A set date like this is today's date and we're aiming for this day because i t- i thought well maybe the 20, year 23 blah blah is the year they're aiming for you know going several whatever year
3: 100 years mm-hmm.
2: ahead um i did feel sorry no they're the... not
3: they're not traveling through time it's not a time machine
2: see that's where i got confused again
3: it's, like it's, it's all through... it's yeah it's basically the it's about time dilation so where you travel at the speed of light right time goes slowly for you than it would at home. So they've been out, they've been in space for, I think it was six months. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, fe- they said something like S- so many years, yeah, whatever it was, years has passed since. <laughs> oh, so, I did not collect to that. <laughs> so they, they, I, they don't really explain what the mission is, but from what I can gather, the mission was they travel to an, an alien planet, an alien star, yeah, they do mention it. I can't remember what it was. And then theoretically, they come back, uh, but they're prepared. It's a four-person crew. Yeah, yeah. And and they 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 plot their eventuality. If they can't get back, they'll stay there.
1: Yeah. But
3: essentially, they're going to go and come back, and they know that it's going to be several hundred, or they think it's going to be several hundred years later.
2: Okay. okay. Um.
3: So when they crash they think they've crashed at the on the alien planet. Hmm. Um, which is why they're kind of resolved to to being there.
2: Okay. Uh, and I'm going to talk about that more, but when we get more okay. into the film, okay. um Because I I hear Stacey's you know a, a opinion of it because I did it's, it's another one of those things. I I enjoyed it to a point, and then I kind of got kind of why isn't this over yet? But <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, I enjoyed it. But Stace, yes. try and, try and dig me out of my hole that I've just put myself in.
0: Well. Before I do that, I'm just going to tell everybody a little bit about my sort of like history with this film so that you can see where I'm coming from. Yeah. So I hadn't watched this movie because uh, the apes are terrifying to me. Um, I do not like them and they're scary. And so I avoided this film purposefully. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It also didn't help that, as Lee was saying, um, I think you would have to be sleeping under a rock on Mars for the past you know, bazillion years to not know the twist to this film. Yeah. Um. So it, that definitely didn't help me because I felt like it was building up to something that I knew was going to be mm. sort of anticlimactic because I already knew it was coming. Um. But it also doesn't help that my sort of large, Uh, like the most I know about this movie comes from that short um, musical version that the Simpsons do with Troy McClure. (laughs) Uh, So every time Dr. Zayas came on, I was going Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas in my head, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, oh, Dr. 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 Zayas. Yeah. It was um, driving (laughs) me just a tiny bit insane. So um, I'm not going to dig you out of the hole. I thought this film was all right. (laughs) 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 I um, am. I won't say it's bad. I can't say it's bad because no, it's
1: not. It's not.
0: But I I concur that at a point it lost me. Um I loved well I say I loved. I really enjoyed the opening, although I was annoyed that they killed the woman off immediately. Me too.
1: Like,
2: Fox that four,
0: for ass honkers. Sake. Why not just shove her in a fridge? Anyway. Uh, Well, why was she? Well, she was. Well, (laughs) Well, (laughs) um, but yeah, the movie started off really well for me. Mm. And then like when the apes first appear, what I wasn't anticipating, and it's possibly because I don't really know anything about this film, was it to be mostly set in cages and then a trial. Like I was anticipating like almost a war between like three, you Mm. know, uh, astronauts. And a bunch of fucking apes, and then a lot of it is talking. And I was yeah. like, yeah. "Oh, this wasn't what I thought it was." <laughs> um,
3: Had either of you seen the like the Tim Burton version or any of the like the recent ones? No,
0: so, I've got um, them, but I haven't watched them. So I saw one of them, and it bored me to tears. So I didn't bother watching the rest. Okay, um, but it didn't scare me as much as. Mm. So here's what I want to say about about the 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 apes in this because i don't want to belittle the people that made the costumes and the animatronics and well i don't think it was animatronics it was just masks and stuff but no just masks, um, yeah. like i don't want to belittle them because i think they actually did a really fucking good job mm-hmm. um there's particularly bits with and i can't remember the name of the character now but you know there's like the lady ape who's like don't kill this guy he's got sentience and that yeah, um, yeah. yeah. there you go um Her, like, assistant guy is often just hanging around in the background and his whole face just, like, twitches, like, all the time. And I was like, that is amazing. But there is just something so entirely uncanny about it that just gets under my skin and makes it itch. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, the whole time I was just like, I don't want to look at it. don't
1: want (laughs) to.
3: It's interesting because they were saying, because it is like masks and stuff and prosthetics, and it really did push... Uh, the whole art of prosthetics ahead.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, what's quite interesting is they struggled for a long time to get it made. Uh, the producer, the producer um, Arthur P. Jacobs, who basically optioned the book before it was even published, and went to get it made, and he was shopping it around a lot of different studios, and nobody would touch it because they thought it'd be a comedy. Uh, and he was going, no, 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 it's not, it's not a comedy. And they couldn't convince, yeah, you know, they're going, what are you going to use actual chimpanzees? Is it going to be actual talking chimpanzees?" and, and stuff like that, and, you know because the whole idea was it' would be look you know would be comedy goofy you know costumes or whatever mm. So they had to do a, a makeup test, a short test scene uh, with the makeup to try and convince people that it wouldn't be silly, it wouldn't come mm. across as silly. And the, the, the makeup test they did was, was crude compared to what they actually ended up doing. But it was kind of, you know, it was effective. and pr- It was like a proof of um, proof it could be done. like. Yeah, proof it could be done. Yeah. So what they did, so they, they, they created the, all these prote- prosthetics and stuff. Um, and what the actors found was that to, to act through the plastic, they had to overact. They had to, you know, completely just move their faces in extreme mm. manners. Mm so it would bleed through and it would show through the plastic for the through the prosthetics and also they had to find that they found that they had to keep moving and twitching and stuff to keep to stop it looking like a mask okay if if they stopped it just became a mask then yeah whereas you know a person will will just constantly kind of move blink and so on and twitch so you you do get that like thing where they're just constantly twitching and nodding and 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 kind of sniffing and wrinkling the nose and and all that Mm. kind of stuff, which I think, considering how old it is, I think the prosthetics work incredibly well.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, They're great.
3: You're not sitting. I don't think you sit through it just going, oh, you know, that's clearly a person in a mask. I think you kind of forget that it's or I do, at least I sort of kind of just I just slip into watching the film and I I forget that those are kind of masks (laughs) and stuff
2: the only time I might have slightly slipped out and it's purely because of the time difference between what it could be. I mean, we know what it can be like now because it's mm. CGI and stuff, but mm. if we were to consider prosthetics now compared to them, um, I, I imagined that the prosthetics around the mouth and the mouthpiece, um, would, would be different because they they were not completely, but they were almost a little bit stagnant. Um, mm. cause there was part of me wondering, um, so, is it, are the actors mic'd and speaking, or are they overdubbing mm.
1: uh,
2: at points that it, you know wasn't? Too, I mean, I'm assuming that it was just all mic'd and just live on the set. But was, there was points I wasn't too sure. But I think they the, the prosthetics and costuming for the apes is amazing. I think it looks great. Mm-hmm. I really like that side of it. And like you, after a while, you just kind of you don't think about it, and mm. they are just they are just the characters. Then they are just the apes. Um, and there's a charm about those that what from the snippets I've seen of the more modern Tim Burton ones. Mm.
1: Um,
2: but there's a charm about the ones in the 60s, 70s. Over
3: well, well what's interesting 100%. is with the Tim Burton one, they use prosthetics oh, in that yeah. one. That, that was prosthetics. And then the more recent ones, um, the recent ones, those, those were CGI. Mm. Uh, and oh. then they're, they're much more ape like rather than, you know, mm they are literally just like apes (laughs) yeah rather than you know being humanoid shapes yeah so so it is interesting like the the only thing i think that the tim burton films got over the originals is that prosthetics have have moved on and and improved and there's a lot more subtlety in the in the prosthetics and so on yeah um other than that the the tim burton movie is pretty garbage to be honest jesus (laughs)
2: I, but, um, I feel like I can skip it. Then
3: that's fine. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. It, it's, it's. Yeah, no. <laughs> I <was> think <just laughs> if you
0: saying, like this one, you're not, not gonna like
1: that.
3: <laughs> it's, it's literally just the worst, blandest um, take on the story you could possibly imagine.
1: Yeah,
3: there's, there's no sense of, uh, there's, there's no, there's none of the. the, the I mean, given that you thought it was a bit on the boring side perhaps um this isn't really selling it but I the the but the original film i think is just loaded with allegory it's loaded with meaning oh
1: yeah it,
3: it, was, mm-hmm. it was it was made during the late 60s which was a hugely uh tumultuous time in america there was you know uh jfk had been assassinated i Martin think king. king was assassinated yeah. the same year it was released vietnam yes. was going on there were protests there were riots um there, there was a you know there was a lot of going on and the, and it's just loaded with allegory and meaning and subtext and mm-hmm. there's there's a lot you can a lot to unpick about um like i say that there's like i mentioned there's the whole like the show trial thing as vibes of of HUAC. the uh you know there's i actually i don't think it's in this one but it, there's sort of like um it might be in the second. No, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. But, there's, but there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff like you, you can you can look at certain. Yeah, uh, you know, race certainly comes into it. Definitely religion. In, in some of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. In the.
2: And corruption probably. of power and all of that.
3: Yeah, I mean, it deals with organised religion. Yeah. And, and stuff like even just down to like animal rights and how you, you. Know, I I actually it just occurred to me. You don't like prison movies. <laughs> you, you've got uh, you thing. you're a you're, you're prisonist. You don't, okay. you, I, I feel like you don't like prison movies.
2: I mean, I love Shawshank Redemption.
0: Excuse yeah. me, I That's love fair. The Rock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that one.
0: <laughs> oh no, Jenny, put it on the list.
2: <laughs> All right, I'll note it down.
0: Oh the God.
3: <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, sorry. So I drifted. But yeah, so the, I, the reason, yeah, one of the things I like about it and one of the things I get so much out of it is I think it's just really, it's just really smart. Mm. I think it's interesting that you, you, your expectation was from more of an action movie and what you got was kind of like an intellectual movie. It's a talkie movie. Um, and I think it's interesting. I think we've had this conversation ourselves about this was considered like a family movie at the time. Huh. It, was, it was, you know, it was very popular with kids because it, yeah. it was really science it's fiction. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of satire in there and, and layers and subtext and so on.
0: If uh, I would have seen this as a kid, I'd have been bored off my fucking head.
3: Well, this, <laughs> is, this is interesting because I saw it as a kid and I wasn't. but you, But then... You'd ex- this was pr- like i saw i think like, this was around about the time i saw star wars probably just after so yeah. and i look at some of the films i saw and could sit through as a kid then where you know you, like the harry potter right harry Houser movies like the sinbad movies mm. and like i wanted to share like the sinbad movies and that sort of stuff with my um, with my nephews and nieces and then you realize nothing happens for like half an hour 40 minutes in most of those films none you know that the monsters don't turn up for like 40 minutes Mm. and you think they'd be bored to death i'm sure but you just that was just what you expected that was the pace of stuff i remember watching the going to see the 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 first spider man movie the 70s spider man movie that was basically just the pilot for the the tv series i went to see that at the cinema and you i watched it recently and literally nothing happens (laughs) <laughs> in the whole film nothing happens there's, and, there's no literally no web swinging he climbs up a few walls he does a bit of kung fu and that's it there's you know there's anything and i lapped that up because there was nothing else you know
2: thing is i i mean because with this one i wouldn't i would i honestly would probably have been bored as a kid watching this but i would have also been intrigued because nerd i wouldn't say nothing happens in the first like 27 minutes of this one because obviously Mm. you've got the space travel then you've got the landing into the planet and then them having to quickly uh evacuate the ship because it's sinking and not Mm. only that discovering that their crew member has died and they're like oh well she's dead i mean at least two guys were bothered by it and Charlton Heston was like well the pod was open and it just got air in and she died okay <laughs> but then it moved on i mean then we got some i would say almost although it was the late 60s they would have got away with it more but some rather risque skinny dipping
0: from the men mm-hmm. as <laughs> strategically well. placed plant
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of large leaves <laughs> everywhere
1: mm.
2: you know um but even then just like the apes suddenly starting to appear here there and everywhere was good because obviously it took a little bit of time here's the thing though so i was watching it and Although I knew the twist at the end, it was as if my brain sort of forgot about it
1: mm.
2: because I'm watching it. And they, you see all this lovely scenery around them. Right. And I'm thinking, I know that scenery. That's Utah because I've seen it in a lot of films. And a mm-hmm. lot of books. And I'm looking at all because it's very famous that like all the red rock and mountainous sort of area around them. And that's me thinking to myself. So none of you have looked at it and thought. Gosh, doesn't this look like home,
3: or look like a place in America we might have seen before? Well, it's, it's interesting because obviously watching it and you you know where they are. Mm. There's obviously a lot of clues. Yeah, they're all speaking English. For yeah. A
0: start. <laughs> Do you know what that one hadn't even crept into my head? <laughs>
3: so yeah, because so, we just expect it. So yeah, it's there's, like there. there's yeah. horses, there's guns, uh, and 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 that sort of thing. You know. But the, but also there's some lot of clever, you know, from the character point of view. They assume they're on another planet, so they're mm. immediately talking about, oh yeah, okay, this looks like Earth, but it's a bit desolate. They it clearly matches what they were expecting when they yeah. got there. They play the big joker about there not being any moon, which kind of throws mm. people off, uh, and then don't explain why there's no moon after, you know, yeah. It's kind yeah. of like, and then they they don't. Are they, I think that's been explained in like expanded in some of the comics. They've explained explained what happened to the moon and so on. Okay. But that's that's a that's that's quite crafty to just go, oh well, there's no moon. Mm. And obviously they they are also quite crafty in that uh, when when you see them walking through the the desert at the start and night falls, they they don't get to see the night sky proper. There's sort all of like. Uh, light shows going on like aurora borealis type stuff Mm. going on and lightning flashes which means they can't see the constellations and being astronauts they they would immediately recognize where they are that this Mm. you know these that these are home constellations so there's a lot of crafty stuff done on to kind of fudge the um, but I think basically, if you're, I you know, it'd be interesting to show it to somebody who doesn't know the twist. I'd like to see somebody who doesn't know the twist to watch it, yeah, see yeah, how powerful that is. because it is lit- they stick the final shot with the, the Empire State Building on the DVD cover, and like it's in like oh, the, sake, the yeah. thumbnails and stuff like that for on the on digital thumbnails and that you think you you know, <laughs> hell's bells.
2: Just show Lady Liberty
3: and give it all away. Yeah, just mm. literally just give it all away. You literally got the final show which Holton Heston like on the beach in front of the Statue of Liberty and go, the mm. yeah. action! Wow!" Just, just don't even bother. So, um, so yeah, so it's quite. I, you I, know, I would like to see just how well that kind of works. And it's interesting that the the plot twist was part of uh, was Rod Serling's idea who created the twilight zone and the night gallery known for these short stories with the twist endings. Okay. And he kind of lifted the, the surprise, the twist end from this from an episode of, of the twilight zone. Mm. And it's quite good that he gets away with it because it's su- sufficiently different um, to, to, to feel unique, but it's essentially like a, a plot twist from an episode of the Twilight zone that he did but um but the most most of the script his version of it because he wrote, he was hired quite early on mm. and he worked on it for about a year and did about 30 drafts they say uh, adapting the novel because the novel is quite different from the finished film in the novel it's very french in that it's in that it's very um heavy metal you know the magazine heavy metal yeah mm-hmm which is very arty, you know, it's sci-fi, but there's lots of, you know, nudity and violence and Excellent. it's very arty and, it, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's all about the art of science fiction and fantasy and and that kind of stuff. So it, it, it's, it's, it's the, the, the book is much more of a satire. It's much less of an adventure, more of a commentary on um, on the human race. It starts off, it literally starts off with two astronauts or two space travellers Uh, called something like um, Phyllis and Zill or kill or something like that, um, who are on holiday in space and they find a bottle flying through space. And there's literally a message in the bottle and the message, you know, the rolled up piece of paper is the story of Taylor essentially, although he's called Ulysses and how he went from earth and went to this alien planet. And found out that, you know, apes have ruled this planet. And then in the book, it's not Earth. It's an alien. It's another alien planet that he goes to. And then he eventually escapes with Nova and their child. And he goes back to Earth. Um, and when he gets back to Earth, he discovers, you know, centuries later, that apes have taken over Earth, okay. which is so. And he's like, Wah. And then. It's like shock horror twist, and then it cuts to Phyllis and her husband in space, having read this document, and go, oh, well, that's that's wild, that's crazy, and then you find out that they're chimpanzees, and it's almost like it's saying, like, you know, apes are literally the dominant mm. uh, species in the universe, but but in the in the obviously in the film, the kind of the revelation is at the end that the human race. You know, um, basically, bomb themselves into extinction, or bomb themselves back to the Stone Age. Uh, in the sequels, you kind of the, the history of how the, the apes come to power is is played out and, ex, and explained. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, but in the, in the book, I think it's quite interesting that you you find out in the history of this alien world that was populated by humans that they kept apes as kind of pets stroke servants Mm -hmm. and eventually the human race got lazier and lazier and the and what happened was there was kind of like a bloodless coup where the apes basically just one day just kicked the humans out of their chairs sat in the chairs and made the humans fetch and carry
1: Mm.
3: and then the humans were just so kind of sloth-like at that point and lazy and They just went along with it, which was like just an absolute, you know, a terrific kind of thing to put in a book, but wouldn't work terribly well on screen um, as a a, adventure story. But it's but but it is quite. um, But yeah, so when when they came to to adapt the the book for the for the movie, they had to change it quite a lot um for example in in the book as well the uh the a kind of civilization is very modern there's cars and buildings and helicopters and okay. shops and all that kind of stuff whereas when they were writing the script they thought this was because it's actually a very small a very low budget movie I was
2: going to ask that if it was low budget or not because I wasn't sure
3: looking yeah. at it yeah i mean that you know kind of like big budget sci-fi movies didn't really exist mm I mean when, until Star Wars came out. Yeah. Well rather really until after Star Wars came out because yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars out, wasn't Yeah, Star Wars wasn't a huge big budget big was it? Budget. No, it just looked
1: Yeah. Big.
3: Though it wasn't that, you know, that huge. But um but yeah, so to so to try and trim the budget down, they said okay, well if we make it what well, if we go the other way and make it a primitive society instead of a modern society. So that's where they got all the Kind of like those kind of cavey buildings and mm. and that kind of stuff, and the horses and um and the cornfields and and all that kind of thing. But I think it's a really strong image to have the, the kind of the apes in like the black leather with the guns mm. riding on the horses. That 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 scene where that you first see them in the and they're thrashing through the corn
1: to yeah.
3: like to scare the, the the humans out and and that kind of thing. I don't think it's a really kind of strong image I think I still think that's quite a, a, a really good shock moment even though it's called Planet of the Apes so if you go and eat you know it's going to be apes um I, I still think that's like a really strong image where mm. you know they, they kind of they, they withhold it's it's just a nice bit of filmmaking to withhold the reveal
2: because mm. um, the thing is like we so we, we lost the female member of the crew without ever learning anything about her mm-hmm and then we learn some bits about the rest of the crew men.
1: Mm-hmm. And then,
2: like you say, you have this big scene where the apes come and scare the humans out of the cornfields and stuff to, like, capture them and, and all of that. And then the next thing you know, his fellow crewmate, whose name I cannot remember in it. Um, Dodge. Dodge, yeah. Yeah. That's an unfortunate name to have when you get shot. <laughs> but um, it was like, I was sad to see him be killed off quite so swiftly as well.
1: Mm.
2: And then the other dude, Landon, bas- Landon basically yeah. had like a, got kicked in the head, but basically was lobotomized. Yeah. Um, and that was actually quite shocking when they showed that the yeah. scar on his head.
3: One, one thing I noticed this time that I'd never noticed before is yeah. um, there's, there's a bit where they're, they're having a conversation earlier on where uh, Taylor and Landon are talking and obviously like Taylor's a big cynic. He's basically just left Earth behind and mm-hmm. just said, uh, you know, I'm sick of the human race and that's why he's on the mission. He's just had enough. And uh he sort of does like like pocket um or I think Landon does pocket analysis of um Dyge sort of says oh he he'll work it walk into a volcano barefoot if he could find out something that mm-hmm. nobody knows you know if he can learn something he's like the scientist he's the pure scientist mm. and landon is he's basically in it for the fortune and glory he he wants the statue he wants the immortality of uh, a yeah, the fame kind of attached to it even if he can't mm. even if he doesn't get home he wants the statue and stuff and i'm pretty sure that somewhere in the original script their fates were switched oh. uh because they kind of got they're ironic kind of fates. I've been given to the other one. So, so uh, Dodge, uh, who was the scientist one, he gets killed and stuffed and put in essentially in a museum. He gets the ironic fate for the guy who's after fame.
1: Yeah.
3: So, you know, he gets, the, he gets put on public display. Yeah. And Landon gets lobotomized, in other words, in a science experiment which is the irate fate of the scientist. Mm. So I, I'm kind of, whether that's just an accident, I don't know. I, I get a feeling, uh, knowing because, you know, the, the two writers involved, you know, Rod Serling and, you know, he loves his irony. Yeah.
1: Um,
3: and Michael Wilson, um, is an intelligent writer, but I get the feeling that when it switches from one to the other, that kind of, you get the rewrite syndrome and that kind of got lost in the shuffle. Mm. But it's, but it's the only, it's the only thing I just noticed that this, um, this time watching it. And when you go, Oh,
1: mm.
3: cause, cause watched it. And when it, it, it got to that point, and I'll think, Oh yeah. And that's why you get stuffed. You go, oh no, it's the other guy who gets stuffed and put on display. But it's but, but that's just something I noticed this time that the kind of their little ironic fights.
1: Yeah.
3: The other guy gets their ironic fight. Uh, and also you've got because you know, you've got the whole thing about Taylor who kind of abandons the human race and abandons yeah. earth eventually becomes like essentially the last human on the planet and he becomes the human race essentially um I find that disappointing in a way so, so but i I think, I think he's an interesting character he's he's kind of counter to the archetype really he's not really your your, your standard macho hero type he's very kind of masculine and kind of cynical and stuff but he's but he's not really your action hero he's kind of pretty much um disabled through the whole thing he can't talk he's kind of imprisoned he's treated like a pet or a specimen through the whole thing he's you know he's degraded he's threatened with emasculation. he's threatened with lobotomy um and so on, you know, it's 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 a very interesting role, particularly for, I think, Charlton Heston, who at that time was a huge
1: star mm, star. Yeah,
3: he was he was known for like big epic, you know, biblical epic.
1: Oh, yeah. Biblical stuff epic like movies. That.
2: And yet the thing is, when he does get his voice back and be, just before that, they decide to throw him a woman, give him a mate. Mm. And then when he does get his voice back and he's talking to his woman, is it Nova?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And she she's mute, hasn't she has no voice or hasn't learned to speak. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to him when he's talking to her and he's talking about, you know, they were going to go to this other planet and become like the new Adam and Eve and create a new human race. And uh, he said something along the lines of that the women would probably be hot and eager to help, of course. And I thought, fuck me, you. Absolute
3: misogynistic wanker. Oh, but I think you're missing his irony there.
2: I probably absolutely did because all I could think of, you and Trump would be besties. He, yeah, how-
3: he's he's literally, yeah. now he's he's degrading his own mission there. Essentially, he's he's you know he, he's putting himself down and his fellow yeah. um, astronauts down there. He's not he's not going oh yeah. He's going yeah. Okay. We, yeah that was yes but it's but it's interesting that um certainly in the in the book again I don't want to keep going on the, about the book but I think it's quite interesting what they what they left out mm. was in the in the book there's almost a kind of love triangle between um well what would have been Taylor's character this Ulysses and um Nova and Zira, the ape in the you, I mean, in that you kind of okay Nova's clearly like a beautiful woman but she's got a very low IQ um she can't talk she doesn't seem to be able to think terribly well and process terribly well she's very primitive whereas Zira is very intellectual she's, she's like a I can't remember if she's like a veterinarian or she's a or some kind of scientist doctor or whatever um, so he 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 can talk to Zira and and that, but she's and he's kind of basically again it's it's a very French kind of <laughs> subplot in that he's mm. caught between kind of bestiality with with a love affair with Zira and essentially like paedophilia with um, Nova because she's like a child. Mm. Uh, uh, but like that, again, that's something you you they they did sort of hint at that. Uh, I think in an early draft they were talking about they were at, at the end they were gonna find out that um Nova was pregnant in the film and that yeah. got abandoned in that they, you know they thought well that that might not go down too well with the like the Bible belt in america mm-hmm. and and stuff like that
1: yeah.
3: uh but it's I feel like
1: sorry
0: I feel like the whole film wouldn't go down particularly well with the bible belt in America because it's very questioning of religion. It's
1: very Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah,
0: no, so. well, I was, it's just it, it that was the thing that struck me the most about the film was that it it felt to me like it was because i feel like from what i said at the start that it sounds like that i only enjoy movies that are like pew 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 and i don't like when things are smart that's not true (laughs) that's not true i love i love me some smart movies um i think the problem with this for me was that i don't much care about that as an angle like the religion thing as an angle Mm. and that's where it lost me um so yeah it it intrigues me that they were thinking of taking things out for fear of upsetting
3: religious folk (laughs) Yeah, it's it's quite strange, but it's it's interesting when you see, um, I think it's Richard Zanuck who was who was head of 20th Century Fox at the time. When you see, uh, there's there's on the DVD, there's a nice big making of documentary called Behind the Planet of the Apes, and you got him going about, oh well, no, we weren't trying to make anything intellectual or political. We were just making an adventure movie. And then since then, lots of people have kind of like overlaid a lot of meaning and subtext that wasn't there. And then you cut to like the right, the writer and the uh, and one of the producers going, oh, we were definitely making a political movie. But -hmm. it was 1968 and the country wasn't in the mood for a political movie. If we'd have made like an overtly political movie, nobody would have gone to seen it. But you make a science fiction film then. And ironically, nobody pays attention. They just assume it's kids stuff
1: mm-hmm.
3: and they don't see, they literally don't see past the mask. They don't see past the ape mask, And it's like, oh, look at this crazy thing about monkeys. And don't realise that <laughs> yeah. they're talking about you. They're talking, they're talking about, you know.
2: So there is so much in this, even, I think, even if we were alive at the time, this was out, you know, to be aware and be old enough to be aware of everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. You couldn't not see what they were saying
1: hmm.
2: and what they were doing. Yeah, I mean, when yeah, it comes yeah. to, like to religion stuff, like when when the three astronauts before they were attacked were walking through and looking around, they saw uh, the bodies strapped to the crosses.
3: Yeah, like the scarecrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: and it's like, yeah, okay, huge religious thing. And then you have later in the in the um, the court case. Um, I say that I'm, it's a, there's a better word for it, but for the you know when they're in they're in court, yeah the
1: basically. trial
2: the trial thank you when they're in trial, and like we we said touch on a little bit earlier like they're shouting out
3: scripture, and yeah. they're basically but it's saying, not Christian scripture, so the Bible Belt wouldn't would see that as criticizing another religion,
2: <laughs> no it's not and yet it's so
3: close to Christian oh yeah but it is well, but it's not it? so it's okay yeah
2: yeah so there's yeah there's just there's so much there and I've I've read. Very little about the film and making of, but I know that there's been lots written and said about it mm. and disagreed on, and there was a bit of an uproar that they missed uh, they missed the mark on some things, and what they were trying to do they didn't quite accomplish and a bit clumsy
1: mm.
2: and things like that but yeah there's there's so so much like you said with the trial and um Hoek and all of that that was going yeah. on you can, yeah you can see where he's drawn on his own experiences
3: absolutely. There. You know. And I th- I think that does come across really, you know, and again they just really push. Maybe it's maybe it's a British thing, mm, maybe kind of looking at it and like you know having grown up with like 2000 AD and, and stuff like that, where you know, obviously Judge Dread is you know clearly a parody of American you know mm. Dirty Harry and you know fascist police states and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we kind of get the, the irony that's intended where a lot of American audiences apparently don't quite what that's why it doesn't go. You know, Judge Dredd traditionally hasn't gone down too well in America.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, and one of the suggestions for that is that they don't get the the irony of it. It's, it's just a guy with a gun to them in a culture that's full of guys with guns. So I don't know, but it, like I say, I think it's interesting that it comes from. I, I do feel it feels quite. I've always felt that it felt quite British in a way. Now mm. some of that is some of the language, like in in this film, somebody. Um, I think um, Charlton Heston says, "Called, uh, called, yeah." When when um, he finds Landon has been lobotomized, he says something like, "Oh, you cut out his brain, you bloody baboon." And you think, American, saying bloody? That's, that's yeah. not right. And I remember, th- now I'm not sure, I should have looked it up, but I'm not sure whether he couldn't have been, uh, actually, whether Michael Wilson was um, was British. I guess he'd have to be American if he was um, mm. put in front of the, the Who record. I don't know if necessarily, yeah, he might not have done that anyway. But, uh, but that felt like, but but I know that whether that's a line that's left over from uh, Rod Serling because although Rod Serling was American, he used a lot of British terminology. I guess maybe he was a big fan of British playwrights and stuff
1: mm-hmm.
3: because there'd be a lot of he'd use the word bloody quite a lot as a curse. Yeah. Um. And I, I or oh, maybe it's just he could get away with that because I was he had,
2: say he could get away with it,
3: you, Maybe it, yeah, maybe you could just because I know I know it's interesting actually talking about the religion and stuff. There was there was a bit of I know there was a bit of controversy at the end of Plant Planet of the Apes where he, he um, where he finds the Statue of Liberty and he falls to his knees and he goes, damn you, damn you all to hell. Yeah. And there was talk about toning that down <laughs> because actually saying, damn you and stuff with, you know, that's cursing. That's because, we'll yeah. that, you know, we don't want to, you know, we want to don't want to alienate kids. We want to get kids. Uh, and and Charlton and hasn't defended going, saying, no, he's literally damning them. He's not swearing. Yeah. He's literally damning them. And, you know, he's 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 not being ironic. He's he's, he's literally damning the people mm. who use the bomb. Um, but what what's interesting is now having you've said that you didn't really in, enjoy it so much. I'm assuming you're not going to then go and watch the sequels.
2: I don't know. I mean, I could. The thing is, is, I think if I hadn't, if I hadn't known the twist ending, mm. and I wasn't getting to a point where it it just felt like it was dragging a little in in time, and it's not a long movie; it's a couple of hours.
3: Yeah, it's yeah, it, about one one fifty, I think something like
2: that. Yeah, right? and I was just getting to a point where when are you going to find the Statue of Liberty?
1: Mm. And
3: I think that's <laughs> the problem. It's like I,
2: when are you going to get there? you know i I think that was part of the problem but i mean i'd still would probably watch some of the others i probably would watch some of the modern ones because i understand from a little bit of reading that they're not like this they've changed it a
3: little or a lot yeah well well, for for yeah for the for the recent trilogy they kind of they kind of adapted the third film as the first film and then did the fourth film as the second film. So they kind of, they kind of skip ahead and it's almost like they were building up to remaking the first film as the yeah. last film in the, you know, like they're doing it chronologically. So you're I literally, understand that. so yeah. you're kind of following the kind of, um, the, the, you know, the whole, the whole backstory is kind of you yeah. know, very different, but, um, but they, essentially they're showing it they're telling the story chronologically from when the, 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 uh, the, ape, the intelligent apes were first experimented on and created and how they kind of rise to power and so on mm. um, and 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 work through that yeah that's how you go but it's a very good trilogy that, that the recent um, three films that yeah. they you know they're, they're all, you know they're all really good they're well worth seeing and the and the original quintet yeah I think it is is really strong I the, did see the yeah, sorry.
2: Go uh, No, I was going to say I did. I did smirk a little, and I did write it down where we were in trial, and there's lots of things being shouted and going on and being said, and like the three, the judges, if you will,
1: yeah,
2: uh, then became the um, the see no, hear no, speak no evil. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Basically, I just it's just part of you think you're not going to go there. Oh, you you went there. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> you did it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
3: they, they again. That was that was a gag that was kind of was like on the spot. Yeah. Um, uh, between Cholton Heston and um, and uh and Schaffner came mm. up with that idea on the spot during the trial, and it was like, oh, we've we've shot it, but do we keep it in? Mm. And it was and it was kind of like you know, is that too much? Are we are we, are we, are we pushing it? And it went down well with the test audiences, so they, yeah, they, they kept it in.
2: I mean, I thought you know. Um, in performance wise I think Charlton Heston is superb in it I don't like his character but Mm -hmm. I mean what did you think of Taylor Stace?
0: Well I had a bit of a hard time with him really Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I and I think it was because I preferred him when he had the other uh, astronauts to bounce off of Um, so I feel like that might be part of why I sort of started drifting off a bit yeah. Because when he loses his ability to speak and also there's nobody else there that we're supposed to care about, mm. it becomes a bit sort of like, oh, to me. Yeah. Um, but I, I do agree. Like, this is this is why I'm finding it. I've, I realise I haven't said many words on this podcast and that's because it's really hard for me to talk about this film because I don't think it was bad at all. Like, I gave it a solid yeah. three out of five. But I also, like, there's, there was nothing about it to me personally that was like the, the only thing I really really loved about it was the Jerry Goldsmith score it's mm-hmm. so goddamn disconcerting mm-hmm. and I also think it was such a good idea to not have a score at the start of the credits after you see the I was going Statue to of like Liberty that, well. yeah. that freaked me right the fuck out because yeah. nearly any other film would have done like a needle drop of a uh, you know, big piece of music that they're doing for it. That's like holy oh. shit. Whereas this was just like, yeah, sit with this for a bit, lads. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh no, I'm uncomfortable.
2: Um, I found that interesting with the opening as well, because we just went, um, what was it, 20th Century Fox opening, and then just straight into the film, and you didn't get any overture, you know, overture or anything. No music until the credits sort of started I felt it was very 60s tv stylish Mm. opening Mm. um but yeah that yeah the the ending with the music was
0: awesome I do I do think as well like performance wise I have to take my hat off to like everybody in this film because I feel like so much of this stuff would have been physically demanding slash uncomfortable like when I was younger I used to really love doing performing arts and my performing arts teacher was like if you could get rid of your stage fright you would be a legitimately good actress but now I keep seeing films and thinking no I couldn't do that definitely couldn't do that and like in this film nearly every scene is like okay this scene is too wet that's underwater this is too hot oh my god they're scrambling down a horrendous looking. I mean everything looks fucking hazardous when they're walking around and then imagine wearing those black leather suits and those masks in the Utah heat. (laughs) Like that just looks like a fucking disaster. There's a bit as well, and Rich couldn't stop laughing at me when I pointed this out to him, but there's a bit where Charlton Heston is sort of restrained with his arms in a very weird position behind him. Mm -hmm. So they're tied sort of up, but also out. And it just looks like the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't help sitting there thinking, somebody let him out. Like so, somebody, somebody put his arms. Like, give him a, give him a muscle massage. I hate this. And it, it was genuinely distracting to me in the scene because I just kept thinking about how awful it must have been to be filming in that it. Position. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, he has said that it was the hardest, physically the most hardest mm. film he's he's made because he was barefoot it, yeah. through it. He was wearing mm. a loincloth through most of it. You yeah. know, he was running up and down. Yeah, I mean,
0: looks, yeah, yeah, he looks boiling hot even when he's mostly naked. Yeah. Really? So all the people that are wearing prosthetics must have been sweating bullets.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was it was super hot. I think the actor who played Dodge like, passed out at one point. Jeez, and, it, and and you know, and he wasn't in prosthetics. So in, no, you know, but um, but it was just yeah, just like, like a torturously hard. Um,
2: like. Because also with the performances, you can—it's like you can tell they were doing such an amazing job because you really did dislike and detest the characters you were meant to, yeah, and love and support those. So you had all like the the, the the like the tribunal um judges, I didn't care for, and the that head doctor was um,
3: Doctor Zayas. Yeah. Yes,
2: thank you, Doctor Zayas. Zayas. And you're just like, yeah, you're an ass, aren't you? You're a yeah, you? are right. <laughs> um And the 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 ape that was the friend of um the female doctor whose name escapes me again cornelius Uh, yeah i mean he was a great character but he was also a bit of a dick which he was meant to be and Mm -hmm. like that but when you had the two apes that befriended taylor and looked after him and then the younger ape as well who protected him when they were Mm -hmm. climbing up i loved those guys they were go, especially the the younger one um just really loved what his kind of attitude and
3: moxie and all his, you know. Yeah. He is. I I would say you definitely need to see the third one.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, and that's all I'm going to say. But you definitely okay. need to see the third one because I think what's what's interesting is once you've seen, when you've seen it a few times, or once mm. you've seen it once, say if you go watch and watch it again, you realise that Doctor zeus is basically right. Yeah. You know, he's <laughs> he knows what the deal is. He knows who Taylor is and where he's come from and yeah. why he's here. Taylor doesn't know. Nobody else knows. But Zaius knows. He knows what's happened. Yeah. Uh, and he knows the whole back. He knows why. This is why he's trying to cover it all up. This is why he lobotomized, you know, Landon. Mm-hmm. He's, he's literally just covering it up because he knows what the whole backstory is. And you realize he's there. He knows. And then, you know, again, oh. Uh, I can't really talk about yeah, yeah, the second one, which kind of ups the, the, the ante a lot more. Mm. So it's, it's interesting that, like, the second film, uh, which is essentially a kind of remake-com-sequel. Okay. Um, that basically just repeats the beats of the first film, and, but just kind of ups it a little bit. So it's not a great... See, it's an entertaining sequel. It's not a great sequel. It's not a great movie in the way that I think *Planet of the Apes* is a great movie on its own terms. Yeah, but the second sequel, so the third film, which is called *Escape from the Planet of the Apes*, really just resets the whole thing and um, is is genuinely a terrific movie. And the and the fourth movie, the, those those two are really genuinely terrific movies, and they really kind of uh, okay make you reassess what you saw in the first film
2: well so. i mean like this one they're all on disney plus so guys if you've got this far <laughs> they're yeah. all on they're all on disney plus which is how i watch it. and i have to say the transfer uh is superb the the like the quality of the transfer of the film to to roll digital it's a uh, superb quality because you know some films from that stage uh, that um time they were filmed have not done pretty well survive very well unless they've mm. been a certain film that they've taken and uh, remastered
1: and yeah.
3: looked after um, it's, yeah it's It's interesting actually because to, to see you don't really notice when stuff's been kind of improved you just accept that it looks kind of newish mm. until you look at some like, like the bonus material it's like even like the, 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 the cleaned up version for the DVD which is I you know I met is kind of crude by you know hd standards and so on yeah until you see the archive material that they that they haven't messed with because it's just a trailer or it's just a little behind the scenes featurette or whatever and you realize how badly those have wet those have weathered now with scratches and color degradation and so on and then you go oh yeah they've they've really done some good work on this Mm -hmm. in that case you know but um but yeah so Do you want to hear a few bits of trivia? Uh, Yes.
1: Go on, then. Go on.
3: Okay, so um, you've got a bunch of different actors playing different kinds of apes. You've got chimps and you've got orangutans and you've got gorillas. What happened was during the lunch breaks, the chimps would all sit with each other. The gorillas would all go and sit with each other. And the orangutans would all go and sit with each other. They'd all self-segregate. And it wasn't planned or anything like that. It just happened. <laughs> so, what you know, I don't know what that says about human nature. Mm. But it, it's certainly quite interesting that, ev- you know, everybody went off and even though they're all just in makeup, they all went off and did their own thing. Yeah. Um, uh, also, the second thing I found that was quite interesting was the full size spaceship prop that they built mm. uh, was used in the in the second film and it was used again in yeah, the third film and it was used for the T V series, I think. But after the, the film series finished, it got sold off and ended up being used as a road sign for a for a diner cum motel. <laughs> um <laughs> And you can actually find photos of it. And it, it's not even like a like a science fiction themed motel come diner. <laughs> it's literally just a standard motel diner. And they've got this, because they've got, they stand it on its end. So it looks like a, like a, a teepee, like just a, like a pyramid. With yeah. just signs over it, you know, vacancies and free, whatever, <laughs> cable and all that kind of stuff there. So yeah. they've just got this rocket ship just stood on the, on the forecourt in this thing and it stayed there for, for about 20 30 years or something until he got trashed in a hurricane but you think what an ignominious fight for a classic bit of you know
1: yeah. a
3: movie prop you know to just get flogged off and sold as a as a, as a, sign, Glorified ever, ever Post. a sign yeah Brilliant. but um but yeah i thought i thought that was quite quite <laughs> interesting We'll find a picture and put it on Twitter. That's what we we'll do. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, mean, I was trying to find it um, today, and I thought, have I dreamt it? Because I couldn't, I couldn't find it again. And I, I, did, and I thought, oh, God, was it a motel? Maybe it was. Maybe it was a strip joint. So I was just going, Planet of the Apes strip joint, Planet of the Apes motel. And I couldn't find it, but yeah, but it's, it's. I honestly trust me. I may have dreamt it. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Trust me. I may
0: have dreamt it. Yeah. I, I may have dreamt it. <laughs>
3: But, you
2: know, I'm, I'm So don't look at my browser history.
3: So. <laughs> I got distracted by you know these other random results.
2: Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. But, uh huh. Yeah. But but there you go. So that those are my my two bits of trivia, really, mm-hmm. that I thought were quite interesting.
2: The thing is, it's not a film that I I would not go back and watch again because I would I would go back and watch it. Again.
3: Okay, you, you threw me with the double negatives there. I <laughs> I, I lost what you were. Yeah, I it's, probably it's not a film I, I would not, not go back to. yeah, I threw myself a little bit on that one too.
2: I felt like I was making sense when I said it and then I realised
3: <laughs> We've no. we've all been there. Yeah It's been it's been a I day. Mean, it's been a yeah, week. Five it's times during this recording I've started off and forgotten what I was talking about. <laughs> I
2: it is I would definitely revisit the film to watch again. Yeah, And I think I would continue watching the series. I was like, I'm not like going to go do it right this second. No, but I would go back and watch more of them because I'd also like to watch, not the Tim Burton ones, but the next newer set of, um, can book.
3: I spot, can I spoil the Tim Burton one for you?
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm not uh, going to watch it. <laughs> okay.
3: So spoiler warning for the Tim Burton movie. If you've never seen it. So they kind of do a, it's, it's partly a loose remake. um, but with all the satire and the intelligence cut out of it, it's just a rival capture escape and then a bit of a battle at the end. Um, so what happens is the, the, the Taylor character, the astronaut and his pet monkey, they escape the planets and they leave. And it is an alien planet at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And he goes back to earth. And when he gets back to earth, he crashes. He crashes his spaceship twice in the movie. I think he's not a very good astronaut. Yeah, that way. sounds yeah.
1: bad. Mm. He
3: crashes He crashes his, his little space pod. And yeah, and there's a chimpanzee in it who lands the pod perfectly. So he, <laughs> instead of that, fly like the fly like the little pod. I think anyway. So he comes back to Earth and he lands in front of the Washington Monument
1: mm-hmm.
3: for reasons. So he gets out and he goes, he goes up and oh my God, the Washington, Washington Monument is a chimpanzee shock horror. And then all these police run up and they take off their helmets and they're all gorillas. And it's like, and that's, and it's got nothing to do with the rest of the film whatsoever it's it's and it's, it's the most mind-boggling twist ending you've ever seen in your Do you life. know
0: now that you've said that I've seen that that bit with the the Washington monument and I just assumed that that was like part of a sequel or something like actually on the planet that they land on which is <laughs> Earth like I didn't think oh yeah. my god that's really stupid
3: oh it is it is the dumbest thing i'm I remember seeing it in the cinema and just the the, the the whole audience just going.
0: Because huh? Huh? <laughs> thing is, it doesn't make any
2: sense. Because now you've described it, like, oh, I actually want to watch it because I want the music cue to be. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I will. I will say that the actually the, there's two good things about the Tim Burton uh, movie: the makeup's good and the music's good. Okay. So it's worth it for the music. I, I bought the. Uh, just don't pop the rest
2: thing. what you're really <laughs> saying is i should just put on spotify and just listen to the score and add it to my work yeah just, By score, <laughs> who we'll do does the who, do the who does the
0: score for that
3: i mean it's it's um oh, what's his name you know the batman guy danny elfman
0: danny, danny elfman
3: Altman. that yeah. makes sense because they. And it got, you will never guess it goes bomb 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 bom, <laughs> you know which is unusual for danny elfman mm-hmm.
1: but anyway, it's sorry, that's, that's very it. different
2: yeah yeah that's, that's, See, now here's the thing about the ending for the 68 the original right okay now i knew that it was going to end and he'd see the statue of liberty demolished like but mm. also i'm thinking well where the fuck on the planet are you because you're in utah and that's meant to be somewhere in new york and i don't understand the geography of america to know how far that's away well you don't know i mean
0: well it's, it's not supposed to be utah is it? it's not in utah well,
3: <laughs> i mean actually it was filmed in california but never mind But yeah, so yeah, yeah, we all find out we're in, essentially we're we're on the East Coast.
2: Yeah, so we're essentially, we are on Earth. And yet I knew this, I knew this, I knew this. And yet part of my brain was, so wait, is he on a different planet or is he on Earth? (laughs) And I don't understand why my brain thought that, because I know that he was on, he was back on Earth. But just like, you know, several hundred years in time difference. And I still cannot fathom why my brain was like... Is he on Earth. <laughs> Were you really tired the day that you I watched think it? I must, yeah, I was. Really had having a, bit, a hard time. <laughs> I have to say, I watched it and then um, I've been trying to be very good at not not scrolling on my phone or watching too much telly in bed, and I'm trying to read more,
1: hmm. you
2: know, because my reading list has not really gone anywhere. Um, but I honestly, got up after watching that, and it wasn't too late, and I thought, yeah, I'm going to go to bed, and basically, I went straight to bed and I went straight to sleep. was that tired but you know things in life have been happening to cause me to be a little bit tired recently (laughs) so Mm. it's not too surprising but hey uh even though it's coming out much later and it won't matter when this gets released I've got tomorrow off so yay me
3: (laughs) (laughs) Git. If <laughs> so you can um, listen to this back in two months and go, yeah, I had that day off.
2: Oh, I had that day off and it was great.
0: <laughs> oh, um hey, one thing I did notice that's very inconsequential but for some reason really tickled me uh-huh. is that I don't know whether they weren't allowed to use NASA as a thing. So on their little jumpsuits when they're on the ship at the start, um it looks like they work for a, uh, for a, a space company called ANSA instead. Yeah, they literally American just swapped National around. Space
3: Administration. Okay.
0: Yeah, they literally just swapped around the A and the N. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, are we not allowed to? Because I'm sure I've seen loads of movies where they're just like, fuck it, let's let's be NASA. Yeah, well, so, you know, get special NASA was new. Yeah.
3: 1968, mm-hmm. we hadn't landed on the moon yet. Oh,
0: yeah. Shit, Shit of course. Of
1: course we so are. It,
3: well. it would have been maybe, you know, so maybe they just didn't want to touch it. Maybe they'd it as like as a disk to NASA or, or whatever yeah. I don't know the, the space program the Apollo program would have been I think they would have in 68 was I it think 69 that's when they did, was it I think was it? what was, 69? Yeah, was 69 69 was 60, when they landed I think yeah 68 was when they did the, the navigation the circumnavigation around yeah. the moon yeah. um so yeah so yeah wouldn't even land on the moon in 68
2: Uh that would explain it then
3: but but yeah, uh, but yeah I, I think it was just a case of yeah, they they kind of it was a nudge in a wink.
2: So was it me or was he doing like a blood test or something just before he got into his uh, body form shape bed? Yeah, it was.
3: Yeah, he was he was doing some kind of pre yeah pre med kind yeah, of so. thing, you know, injecting some kind of you know. Because here's the
2: other thing: like I was watching the, f- I was totally into it, uh, you know, the early start of it and enjoying it. And when they got into their beds and were buckling in, I was thinking. Do you think they had those specially made and measured to fit them all perfectly like that?
3: <laughs> no, but they would. I mean, if this is. I mean, no, they'd be would be one size fits all. That's what
2: I'm thinking. It'd be one but, size
3: fits all, wouldn't it? So, so essentially, if you were an astronaut in that program, if you were like seven foot tall, if you not. probably wouldn't make it onto that mission. Well, you know?
0: Didn't they say? I can't remember how long ago it was. Now it was a while ago that um. That, that at some points in history they just didn't send women into space because they tended to be a bit shorter and they just didn't have the the right size spacesuits to accommodate there were, that. Yeah, so I've got many that,
3: there. there that whole, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is a whole other thing kettle of fish. Yeah. fish. Yeah,
0: let's let's not get Wends into that everywhere. kettle. Yeah. let's not let's not get into that kettle because we're already annoyed at the fact that the lady died immediately um,
3: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. right, i think I think that's just a put immediately put again it's it's like with the thing you then you've got this kind of all male yeah uh, set up then um so it then become i mean I'm pretty sure had she survived, you wouldn't have been terribly happy with how she would have been portrayed
0: yeah, probably, no. probably not. probably not uh, i am it, well i i was saying to rich i was actually quite surprised that it wasn't as testosterone as i was expecting because mm. mm. once they'd off the woman i thought oh this is gonna be fucking macho city but but because it's so largely about the female doctor yeah uh, yeah ape yeah. Yes. Yeah, why do I, why does her name just keep falling Right the fuck out of my head?
3: Because 19. it's not a name probably it's, Yeah. It's,
0: no, but you think that it. would make it stick even more. Yeah. It's not like her name's just like the most boring generic name. It's like weird why can't I remember? She, but yeah, she was also a really good character on
3: earth, Cornelius. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. But
2: she but she was a good character as well, though Oh, she's yeah. she's yeah. really great.
3: Yeah.
0: Um,
3: played by Kim Hunter who was in Vertigo amongst other things. I've not seen that, not seen so, that. Oh, For fuck's sake
0: <laughs> this,
3: this is I, I've gone through this whole episode Not swearing And then this, we said- this, is, this is why this Every time we record I promise you listeners We do not rehearse this So that they can come up with some We've not seen this Just to piss me off Honest <laughs>
1: We
2: did. This is Lee's life. <laughs> it is Lee's life. But we did say we would do like a, a mini Hitchcock season. Yeah, like, yeah, we
3: have, yeah, we have yeah. to revisit Hitchcock at some yeah. point. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. because there's a couple, There's the Birds and there's Vertigo and there's there's. I've seen the Birds. Oh, yeah, that's see... it. I've not seen the Birds. Not I've seen of the Birds. <laughs> not seen North by Northwest. Me
0: neither.
2: Yeah. So yeah. But I've yeah. bought it now, so I can watch it. That was on
0: the uh, that was on the list of thirty no fifty films that Rich wanted me to watch before I turned thirty, of which I watched about fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> did you tell you just
3: misheard you thought you said 15 not well no
0: i actually printed the list off and put it in a scrapbook because i was going to make a scrapbook of things i was going to do before i was 30 and one of them was watch everything on this list that rich gave me and i was ticking them off as that to be fair i haven't looked at it for a while so i might have seen a few more of them by now i'll have to put a picture on twitter before it implodes um it might have imploded by the time this episode comes out and people are going twitter what's that even (laughs)
2: I can't um, be getting on with the other one they keep talking about. Oh,
0: mastodon! I don't understand it. I don't it's, get it. I, it just
3: makes me want to snigger as soon
2: as It sounds like masturbate,
0: masturbate, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I just can't. I, thought, I can't. I'm being told. I mean, you pair. I didn't.
1: That didn't even cross
0: my mind. That <laughs> did it not get out of the gutter. People, you know what I'm sure oh, I am sure that people listen to this And they think what's Stacey even there for Because Lee and Jenny <laughs> know so much about film And they've got all this film history And they're like really critical, You know properly media literate And getting really like critically into it And then Stace just says like fuck every two seconds <laughs> But like then you guys are like "Tea, he, <laughs> Hey man
3: I, I get the feeling <laughs> we're just making it awkward For the edit now
2: Basically,
0: yeah, and I'm keeping it in. I think at this
3: point, she, yeah, Jenny's going, yeah, this ain't going in.
0: Nah, this, fine. Uh, You get to a point with editing, or I did anyway, pretty quickly with the parlour, where you just think, unless it could be, you know, unless I could get sued for it, fuck it, staying in.
2: And <laughs> that's the, the majority of reasons I have made cuts in previous episodes.
0: <laughs> We're always libeling and slandering yeah. everywhere. Like, we could go, trouble get, for
3: that. anyway, back, back to John, the... John, I just found another bit of trivia in my notes. Oh, another on. bit of trivia. This this is one for for Jenny actually. Oh, okay. Uh Linda Harrison who plays Nova. Yep. Uh she was in Cocoon. She was the mum.
0: Oh, oh fucking love cocoon. Yeah. I've seen I, know, that, right? I, went, I think I have and I think it scared me. Has it got st- Steve Guttenberg yeah, yes. yeah okay yeah it scared yeah. me when I was younger I did
1: not like because they their skin it's, off it's, yeah. yeah
3: well the thing is the trailer makes it look like a lot scarier film yeah. than, than it is you watch yeah. a film it's quite a jolly
1: it's a
0: movie, bit of a holy comedy holy
3: shit I cry when I watch that film yeah
2: bear in I mind don't...
0: I'm frightened of ET though so that's
2: also true yeah, yeah. my threshold
0: yeah. for fear is very squiffy compared to most
2: <laughs> other people thing is I mean I know we're like this is no win it well it isn't it's Planet of the Apes uh side a bit. I was gonna say thank you. Jesus I nearly said conjunctive and it's like that's not the
3: word. (laughs) That's a condition.
2: Jesus. Is it Jason? Yeah, because links. But like uh, cocoon? No.
3: (laughs) Well to be fair, cocoon, Cocoon. if you're talking about you know (laughs) Freudian slips, ain't much better than cocoon really yeah.
2: but cocoon <laughs> i love it because i love jessica tandy so much yeah uh, she was a wonderful actress but cocoon 2 ah, oh, crikey i mean cocoon 1 will break your heart and make you cry but cocoon 2 will just shatter
3: you completely i i, I barely remember cocoon 2 to be honest
2: i don't think i've seen it I, didn't, think, I don't think i knew it existed it's not one we need to add to our list don't worry it's <laughs> <like a bigger laughs> film, but they basically come back and then yeah. you know stuff happens, but ah, uh, but this actually and the score of Cocoon, oh, uh, I think yeah. it was. I James mean, we watched Warner.
3: we watched Cocoon not so long ago. Well, I say not That's so long it. ago. it. last yeah. year, wasn't it?
2: It, pro- it might have been. Probably one of our
3: lockdown movies.
2: Yeah, it was, yeah, it was lovely. We I mean, we good times. Okay, one last. Anyway, so Planet 8, yeah,
3: go on then. Before you wrap up, um, where oh, where where's me no It's gone. It's gone. Oh yeah. The makeup guy John Chambers, who designed all the the ape makeups and prosthetics, he he worked on the monsters and the Outer Limits and Lost in Space. Yes. And trivia alert: he designed Spock's ears for Star Trek.
2: <laughs> oh, cool! So there you go. Ah, uh, you got to get a bit of Trek in there somewhere. There
3: you go. Yeah. So I think I think I'm all out of trivia now.
2: Because I have to say, I loved their spaceship. Like the interiors yeah. of the spaceship
3: was really cool. It was very 60s mm. and I
2: loved it and I was there for it. I was kind of sad that it sank.
3: Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nice old design. What's interesting is, again, mild spoiler for the sequels, is I saw that, you know, you see like the arrowheads sort of sticking out the water. I always assumed there was a lot more spaceship behind the back of that. Mm. Uh, and then in the second one, you see there's a, there's a second crash. And you've got the same bit, the same arrowhead. And then right. there's like ashes in the shape of a, the rest of the sp- spaceship kind okay. of thing. Um, but I think since then, they just decided, no, nah, that's, that's the whole spaceship.
1: OK, I so
2: I have a question about the spaceship then in, in, okay. in film one and film two. Is it the same one?
3: It's well, like I say, with the second is, is a, a slight spoiler. In the, I'm giving you the plot synopsis of the second film. That's OK. Is in in the second film, we follow a second mission that was sent.
2: Uh, OK, now it makes more sense.
3: Yeah, to, to, to investigate what do happened. Do you know what?
2: These guys need NASA because these guys are
3: dreadful fucking pilots if all they do is crash <laughs> well, to be all fair, the time. They're not landing where they... Th- they're several billion miles away from where they thought they were landing.
2: But surely, so, come on, you just you find land and you, la- you don't crash.
3: Well, la- here's... Again, sorry, spoiler, because the the whole thing about... I, I was reading up today, and there's something I didn't realise. There's a whole kind of reason, you know, the whole backstory, I think, I guess, either unofficially, whether it's through, you know, there's been a few novels, spin-offs and stuff like that, or whether it's yeah. just fan, fan theories, I don't know. But they were saying there's there's an element of time travel in one of the later films, hmm. and they were saying it's actually... Oh, it's 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 a bit of time travelly stuff, timey wimey stuff. Mm. But the reason the the mission failed and they ended up coming back was because they hit the spaceship coming back from the future, <laughs> and that damaged them and <laughs> sent them back. So they failed because of that, right. and they ended up going in. Their version in the future that was sent back hit them as they were leaving, which so,
1: screwed up.
2: Okay, so technically or actually. Pilot error is just a
3: massive thing with this particular so it To <laughs> be fair, I don't think you can blame a pilot for not factoring in the fact that they're going to hit by their own spaceship travelling back from the future.
2: But I feel like the future one should have known it was coming because they have the ah, you know, hindsight but- of the past.
3: But they, it, it, it,
2: yeah. Oh, do <laughs> Fuck off! I suppose you could say, but it hadn't happened yet, so that isn't it's, in the past. It's, but it's a bif- no, it? bifurcated time branch.
0: Bifurcated time branch. <laughs> it's, it's
3: different pilots coming back, right? It's, it's it's not because all those astronauts are, you know, well, you know, okay, no. Well,
2: I mean, they're kind of dead,
3: but so sure. yeah, there's there's a lot of dead people. So it's different pilots coming back. Okay. But but uh but yeah. But yeah, I, I do want you to watch the rest of the film. Certainly Lee, I'm uh, not
0: gonna, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I will try, I'll try. Oh. But
3: uh the, there's there's some there's some good stuff. There's yeah. some really good stuff.
0: I think this was enough for me of, of apes. Thanks. Yeah.
3: You're yeah. you're just scared. That's your Yeah, I, I, I think I've had enough.
0: I'm a little bit frightened. I've got to say, I was uh, I was quite impressed with myself for uh, watching the whole thing and not just reading TMNT fan fiction on the phone the whole time. So um, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I just,
3: just reading the plot synopsis on,
0: uh, on Wikipedia, <laughs> just pretending i <laughs> have seen and it, yeah, it. just versions. being like, oh, didn't you love that bit where he said that line? Because I've read a transcript.
2: So <laughs> 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 that's the thing with this film. It's probably one of the most quotable films because it's got you know just some of the most iconic. There is, there. Lies, there's some,
0: there's some great
3: dialogue in there, you know, you know. This keep your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! And, yeah. and uh, it's a madhouse, which has become one of my favourite. madhouse. Gifts. I mean,
2: that's currently really it's kind real of something of
3: the it? 21st century. Yeah. So far.
2: <laughs> Basically, our government.
3: What? But, yeah.
2: Oh
0: no! Skip over that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> well. We any further comments on Planet of the Apes, Stacey? Uh, you, no, but I'm, I'm
3: not going to show you anything that's remotely prison-related.
2: <laughs> hey, we might find one that we like. So, did, and we didn't hate this one. I mean, we, yeah,
0: to we, be fair, I thought this was like I'm glad I've seen it, yeah. but I don't feel like I ever need to go back to that.
1: And oh, I okay. swear on that,
0: I would revisit this
2: over revisiting The Greatest Escape. This was far okay. more enjoyable than the greatest escape. The greatest escape from
3: okay. the great escape. Yeah, I, I just love that you miss, <laughs> miss label everything.
2: It's brilliant, <laughs> isn't it? The great I... escape. And I'm great. <laughs>
3: grinding two thirds,
2: two one, Cancun, <laughs> Cancun.
3: <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, God. the fact oh. whole decade, decade,
0: Deca, decade. like oh. the whole of the last
3: episode. <laughs>
0: Why don't you correct her when just you Correct me <laughs> when I do it wrong, it's fine I, It's just
2: how I, mean, I, I learn
0: I, To be fair, I didn't to, I didn't do it either Because do you know what it is, is if I would have said 2000 instead of 2001 earlier I'd have been more if either of you had mentioned it <laughs> You could have mentioned it to It's like, oh, I'm such a twat <laughs> so I'll I, go d-
3: I don't want to be the guy Look, I talk and <laughs> I don't want to be the guy Who just perpetually go, 2001 <laughs> Jenny, you've got
0: broccoli in your teeth You can,
2: <laughs> you can be I was like, yeah, you're right, 2001
3: But November you know one. what I
2: mean, when I say 2000, you know what I mean But tell us, Stace What
0: are we watching next? Well, next we're getting into the spirit of February, which, uh, you know, is obviously love month. Big, Mm -hmm. sexy love month. Uh, So I'm going to force you to watch one of the very few romance movies that I actually enjoy, which is 1995's Richard Linklater's Before Sunrise. And I am. So looking forward to making you watch this, because I've got no clue what either of you like in terms of romance movies. Uh, You like them at all. So I feel like this is going to be a (laughs) re-gamble.
2: See, I do. I like a romance movie. I love a Nora Ephron, you know, Mm. romance. I've never seen this one. I've heard the title, never seen. So I might have to look at the trailer
0: later. No, don't ruin it for yourself. Oh, okay, cool. Going totally blind? <laughs> yeah,
3: I'll, I'll yeah, I'll be going in completely blind for it. brilliant. I've I've heard of it, but that's about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I do I do like a romance movie. I mean I mean you're all right with them,
0: aren't you, Lee? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. See, I mean, this be, is this be, is why
0: I'm worried, because I don't really so I <laughs> feel like what's this mo how is this movie so different that I like it? It's gonna make I mean, everyone it, else it depends. hate it.
3: You know, if it's if it's a rom com, I want the com as well as the rom. You yes. know? Yeah. 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 So yeah. we'll wait and see if it's you know if the drama works and and the characters work and all that's fine. So we'll see. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of open to open to romance. This is uh, this has just gone off. It's, just, <laughs> it's gone a bit <laughs> off piece, doesn't off it? Off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Look forward to that, though, folks. I don't know where it's streaming, but uh, have a look on Just Watch, see where it is near you, or buy it. I don't yeah. know. Just do whatever. Just watch it. It's good. I like it. <laughs> Well, that was be... Don't spoilers. <laughs> People know I like it because I bloody oh, yeah, pick it exactly down. That's actually <laughs> true,
2: yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so thank you for joining us on this just mad, mad... What's the quote, Lee? Madhouse.
3: madhouse. It's a
2: madhouse. That's exactly what this episode was. So thank you for joining us for this month's episode of Never Seen. I've been your host, Jenny, with my ever-loving... <laughs> best friends who put up with so much shit the lovely <laughs> stacy bye everybody i love you and the lovely
3: lee bye-bye i don't love you i mean wow, I, wow that's harsh Hush. i don't you know I, I don't know them well actually to be fair we, we do. know we do we know three, three of
0: the it. listeners of this podcast are us so we, you we better think. fucking love us i'm no, like two And like
3: 2 i do not listen to it I feel I've like got, other, I've got better things to do.
0: I think oh, you oh, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly the love oh. is leaving the room. <laughs> it's,
3: it's all going to be sour.
0: All right.
2: So until next month, when we will be watching and discussing Before Sunrise. See, got the title right. Well done. So it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from them. Bye.